Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back. Um, just remind everybody I'm Rahul, I'm your host for today and I'm joined by Shafiq and Hamza. Uh, assalamu alaikum again guys. Wa alaikum salam. Um, brilliant. Uh, just before we do move into the second part of the show I'd, I'd like to just remind all our listeners once more that this show is pre-recorded. Um, so just to kind of recap what we've discussed so far in the first segment is what it means for us individually to reflect, um, how that plays a part in our lives, and what method we might adopt to do so. Um, now we have we have focused a lot on perhaps a Sharia side of things, you know, with things relate to an Islamic perspective. Uh, we talked about Ramadan and Hajj and things like that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that reflection and um, development in that sense has to limit itself to that kind um the, the religious side of things how would you guys say if anything differs when you come to worldly elements like for example when you're at work or with colleagues or family members or friends that kind of scenario how how would that play out for you guys i think like i touched on earlier in the first segment i think i think um really it should be quite a universal thing it's something that we incorporate into our lives as humans and that touches all parts of our lives that includes our relationships that includes our career that includes our deen our beliefs so i think regardless of what religion you follow or what you do um irrespective of all of that i think if you develop those habits and that practice of good self-reflection um, you can call it many things, you can call it mindfulness or whatever it is, but incorporating that into your life as a human being, if you do that effectively, it will touch all aspects and different segments of your life and you as a human being. Yeah. Shaf, you want to mention anything there? No, I mean, I would sort of agree with Hamza. I think, especially if you can make it a habit um, from maybe a younger age, and then that way, as you get older, when your life changes, when things get a bit more serious, when you be from when you become a child to when you become an adult, you realise that life isn't all about just game playing and games and stuff. It's you know, there are difficult things that will happen in life, and you know, you have to make a the right choice. And sometimes the choice that you make, um, what appeared to be the right choice, actually turns out to be the wrong choice. And, you know, you can be forced into a position where you have to reflect on that and think, what could I have done differently? And actually, um, sorry, I'm not sure what sound that was. Um, I think it was a mobile phone. But, yeah, actually, um talking about children that's an interesting point because one of the things that so i'm not a teacher um but uh my wife is and it's interesting one of the one of the key things that a teacher will go through throughout all their studies and um their day-to-day -day is self-reflection is um you know having a good sort of feedback loop and making sure that children go through um, a cycle of good self-reflection and improving um, and making sure that they absorb and building on that 
so I forget what they call it. I think they call it spiral learning or something, but building on existing knowledge and improving that as they go through the years. So I think there is an element of that at an early age. I suppose it's a case of us then taking ownership of that and continuing that into our adult life as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's important. Actually, there is another point, if, it, if it's okay. Am I all right yeah, to yeah. mention? Yeah, no, go for it, go for sort it. Of take it at a tiny bit of a tangent. Actually, I, I just want to balance the conversation because I feel like we're talking about how great self-reflection is, but actually I think there's a bit of a fine line between self-reflecting, which I think is useful. I think it can be useful for many people. Um, but I think that can also then border onto being quite self-conscious. Okay, so I think that can then border onto overanalyzing a situation. So we talked about relationships and having certain interactions, you know, it could be there was some conflict or um, yeah, some incident, or, or you know, even a family incident, some tension that's kicked off within family. Mm. But then we start overanalyzing that situation and then thinking that we did everything wrong and then therefore lowering your self-esteem. So I think just to balance it out and just make clear that I don't want people to think that we should be sat there overanalyzing every situation and then thinking, oh gosh, we're awful people and we've done everything wrong and yeah, we should just you know, go and bury ourselves now and do, a, do the whole world a favor. So I, I just, <laughs> just to balance the conversation, um, that you know, it, it should be about self-reflecting, but we don't want that to border over into lowering your own self-esteem um, in the process. So I think Absolutely. just making that point. Yeah, that's a brilliant point, Hamza. And uh, it was actually one of the points I was going to touch upon later, which is: is it even possible to reflect excessively? You know, can one reflect too much, um, and what is that balance between there? But you you obviously hit that nail on the head there for me. Oh sorry, oh, sorry. I've just completely I've completely jumped the gun. I was trying Hi. to avoid that. Apologies. Hi. He's hijacking your show, Raheel. <laughs> it's all right. We're all co-hosts here. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll get the same treatment next week as well. Um, so just on the next point there, you know, when do we reflect? Obviously, we've just talked about is it possible to reflect excessively and. For some, that can be the case where you're overanalyzing everything to the point that you're just all doom and gloom, which shouldn't be the case either. Reflection should be um, hopefully a positive experience when it when it comes to it. Um, but when you do come to reflection, are there any particular checkpoints in life um, where we might need to reflect or certain triggers for reflecting? Hamza? Yeah, so we... I mentioned it in the first segment. We, I talked about Ramadan being quite a good checkpoint in the year, um, the end of the calendar year, so around December time, um, just when the year's over. It's just, yeah, it's just a a mark in the calendar. It's a milestone within the calendar. So just reflecting back when you have a quiet moment, holidays, those sorts of moments. But also, um, actually, I think Shafiq mentioned a, a good point earlier about when yeah if there's been any conflict or tension so actually i'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll let shafiq make that point sorry you're gonna have to remind me which point you're talking about in conflict <laughs> so ju just reflecting back on situations where there's been some conflict 
with, yeah, it could be a family member, friend, or it could even be with a stranger. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of times conflict sort of forces you into a situation where you have to reflect. You have to decide whether, look, is it something that, you know, I'm in the wrong or is the other person in the wrong? Is there a way we can sort of mutually sort of come to some sort of an agreement and, you know, sort, sort out the issue? Um, it happens a lot. It, it happens within marriage, you know it happens within friendships you you just have to find a way to fix it um and depending on how much time you spend on sort of reflecting on the situation it it can go either way to be honest um in certain situations you may need to consult with someone else and get get some advice um it depends on how important it is to you i mean we're, we're talking about sort of trigger points one of mine is as my kids age when it gets to sort of their birthday we look back and think, oh my gosh, you know, like my daughter, she's nine years old now. And we think, wow, nine years, um, you know, and we look at her and see how she's developed. And we think, wow, okay, is she the person we expected her to be? Or is my son, who's um, turning six, inshallah, you know, is he the person we expect him to be? In I know it's only six years, but in, you know, year one, year two, year three, we would have had certain things in place to measure how he is as a person and whether he would add value to the community to our family and you know and is it would Allah be happy with this person yeah they're a child but soon they'll be an adult and it will just happen within a flash we just need to make sure that they're in the best position possible and that's something that I reflect on a lot when I look at my kids and I think how much time has passed and how quickly they're aging um, I think that's a brilliant point you mentioned about parenting there um, and, you know, reflecting on how well is your child doing. Um, would you say that reflects on you, like, you know, when you're thinking about it, how do you then automatically, I guess, reflect on how you might have done as a parent or how, in hindsight, you might have done things differently or any kind of scenario like that at all, Shavit? Yeah, def definitely. I mean, I'd like to think my kids are sort of the best reflection of me. I would like that to be because, look, I'm going to have bad habits. I'm going to, you know, there'll be things I've done that I wouldn't want to pass on to my kids the way I make choices and whatnot. I'd like them to have a better process in place. And that's why this discussion that we're having now is important. You know, um, I'm, I'm learning a lot from you guys. So, it's something that I would like to hope I can instill in my kids and think, look, you know what, when this happens, this is how you should be dealing with this situation. This is the best way to deal with the situation. And maybe that's something I, I can research into and think, okay, look, these are the different ways you can deal with it. Um, but I find that my kids push me to sort my limits and I'm glad they do because I think otherwise um, there are people out there, like, as Hamza mentioned, that don't spend a lot of time reflecting they sort of just you know they're okay as they are you know and i'd like to think i'm one of those people and you know maybe i do need to push myself a bit more and just to ask on the back of that then would you say perhaps there's a personality element to how a person reflects or whether they decide to reflect um or if it's down to i guess for lack of a better term a natural reflex to scenarios you know good or bad would you say that's maybe down to a personality type yeah, it's possible. Um, it's definitely possible. I mean, with me, I'm, uh, you know, I overanalyze things, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think sometimes it's good to sort of look at the other side of things. Um, 
things may not be as transparent as they appear to be. You know, in Islam, we're always told to make excuses for people. Um, so just because something appears negative, you know, that may not be the full story. So I like to think like that when it comes to um, looking at, I don't know, um, scenarios. I mean, I have things that have happened in my family um, that I've had to sit down and actually think, okay, you know what, what's the best way to move forward with this particular problem? Um, but yeah, I mean, Alhamdulillah, I think it is possibly a personality thing. Uh, I think some people are maybe put a lot more thought into it than others. And I just like to hope that those that don't put that much thought into it, that they're still learning from their experience. I think that's an interesting point about personalities. I think I think personality would play a part in it. And I think we talked about it last week. We talked about being a bit more inclined towards being introverted or extroverted. And I would probably be a, a little bit more introverted and a bit more in tune with my own thought process and trying to rationalize some of my own behavior um, and understanding that a little bit better and understanding what makes me tick. But I absolutely understand that there will be many people that aren't like that and that's just their personality. And yeah, ultimately it's different strokes for different folks, different things work for different people. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, there are going to be some very extroverted people that will not give it a second thought and they'll just go with the flow and happy-go-lucky and go through life. And yeah, there's many people like that and that works for them very well. So the, the, there is, I think that's the beauty of this conversation. There's no right or wrong answer, mm. but you know, hopefully what we say, yeah, some of what we say resonates with everybody. Brilliant. Yeah. And I think, you know, that kind of reiterates what we said uh, at the start of the show that we're not here to tell people how they should be reflecting or how they should be doing things, but it's just about sharing our ideas with you, not just each other, but with our audiences. And uh, if our audience have anything to feedback to us, you can drop us an email uh, at the scoops of life at .com with your thoughts too. And actually something that Shafiq mentioned earlier as well was talking about referring to family or people that we know and asking them for advice. Um, actually, I'd probably take it one step further and I'd say it's, I feel it's quite important to have a look at other people and trying to understand and trying to understand other people's behavior um, and trying to understand the reasons that they do certain things. And trying to understand why they do certain things. So just trying to... Um, get a good handle of why people behave that they do. Brilliant. And and just on the topic of um, consulting with others, perhaps, would you say there's any kind of thought process involved in when, when we're the outside of somebody else's actions um, and what they're doing or what they're saying? Is, is there any sort of thought process that you might apply to that oh, oh sorry is that aimed towards me up to, to either of you really chef you got anything to add to that 
I'm really sorry, Rahil. Would you mind just repeating that question, please? We're having a few technical difficulties. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so the question really is, um, we talked about consulting others. Um, so the question I was asking really was, when we're almost outside of a scenario, so we're, we're a spectator, if you like, to what other people might be doing or saying, um, not, not in relation to us, obviously, but we're an outside uh, party, if you like, is there any sort of reflection or thought process on why they might be doing that or uh, things like that? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose you, you, when you see things happen in life that don't necessarily affect you, you would question it. You would think, um, why is this person, you know, making the choices they are? Why are they acting in this way? And sometimes that's good for you. Sometimes it's good to sort of see things in a different manner to what you may have expected uh, because it helps you sort of understand why people are making the decisions they are um, and you have to make excuses for people have a have been raised differently people um, have a completely different lifestyle to you and you can't always compare that lifestyle to your own um, it is something you need to think about before you start being judgmental because it's very easy to judge other people as well and you know you need to be careful about that yeah it's, it's a great point i mean there was a talk i was listening to not too long ago where um you're saying that we need to see other people in the same level of nuances that we see ourselves in and you're talking about something very simple like you know we go to i don't know a coffee shop and we're, we're stood there for five minutes thinking, oh, which option shall I select today? And what extra should I sh or should I not have? Um, but then the person that's ahead of us and they're, they're taking the same level of caution or thought process in making their choice. Again, it's, it could be very simple, like coffee. Um, and we get annoyed that why is this person taking so long? They should be, they should know what they want. But then when it comes to our turn, we, we, we feel like there should be sometimes more care taken, but it's just about seeing that other people have the same level of nuances as we do. Um, so I guess one of the points I wanted to ask was how often should we reflect? But I, I think we've kind of touched upon that. Um, and the understanding I've got here is really each person is going to have their own level of how often they should reflect and how they should reflect. Um, but was there anything uh, you guys wanted to add to that at all, Hamza? No, not in particular. No, not really. Um, I mean, I think there's a couple of points, some interest, j j j just some things that have popped into my head as, w as we've been talking about this. Um, if you want to, I, I don't want to sort of hijack your show again, Raheel, <laughs> but j just around some of the things around mental health is what I was thinking. So, yeah, um, so th there's a big conversation nowadays about mental health and i think there's a trend towards people becoming a bit more mindful and becoming a bit more understanding and familiar with themselves and what makes them tick and i think it's very important for that conversation and particularly if you've got uh issues around mental health um again i mean i'm not a mental health expert so this isn't medical advice or anything but this is just in general it's important to have a good grasp of what makes you tick, um, what your triggers are, yeah, 
what issues do you have? What scenarios do you find difficult? What do you find easy? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? So just have it, just being in tune with yourself, I think can help um, with getting a good handle on yourself um, and helping you perform much better with whatever it is that you do in all aspects of life that we talked about earlier in all those different segments, um, whether it's Dean, Dunya, relationships, family, whatever it is. So we're doing the best, the best possible job, inshallah. So ju just a just a point about mental health and it being very important nowadays and how that factors into it. And actually, I guess the second point as well, um, just I think you guys touched on it a couple of minutes ago, but just understanding that people are different. So I think it's important for us to also understand that other people are different. And I, I know there's this, there's this real stereotype about the millennial generation being me, 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 and everything revolves around me and I'm the most important person and everybody has to be sensitive to my feelings. So I think just being cognizant and aware of people are different and actually we need to personally make the effort and at the very least meet other people halfway, if not go the extra mile and try and accommodate for other people and the way that they are. So just making that point that it shouldn't be a case of us feeling entitled and that other people have to bend over backwards and accommodate to our personality and the way we are is that actually we need to make an effort to you know, at least meet people halfway um, if our personalities are very different. Just making that point. Brilliant. Shaf, anything you'd like to add? Um, that last point's interesting because um, some we sort of discussed how people can change, um, especially as they sort of grow up and become uh, hit adulthood. And I was just sort of wondering on what Hamza said there is that, do you think it's easy for someone when they get to that age to be a bit more adaptable? Do you think people find that easy to do? Because you find old men who are very stuck in their old ways and very judgmental about the younger generation. And it's this interesting point. I'm just wondering what I'd be like in 20 years' time, 30 years' time. You know, uh, <laughs> just, I just thought it was quite interesting to point out. I'm guessing probably shouting at the neighbor's kids to get off your lawn or something. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, do you know what? Just come, just looping it back around to that Muhammad Ali quote, and it is a real shame because there are a lot of people in their sixties who it's just shocking how little wisdom they can offer. And and again, I'm not saying everybody's like this. I'm absolutely not saying that. But there are some people, and it's just shocking because um, I believe that that I believe that is down to them not self-reflecting enough is that they've not been able to accumulate any wisdom throughout their life and hold on to that and pass it on to other people. So, yeah, I guess that's a little bit different to people being stuck in their ways. Yeah. That's a little bit different. Yeah. So I think we will, I think we'll all be stuck in our ways when we're that age, <laughs> but hopefully we've got a bit of wisdom to go with it. Inshallah. Inshallah. Brilliant. So obviously we talked a lot about reflection. Um, I guess the following following question um, almost would tie nicely to the end is what would we think or expect or I guess hope even for the results of our reflection or contemplation to look like and how that how might that manifest 
uh, and affect us going forward? I'd say, firstly, um, me getting a sense of having improved at something. So, you know, there's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So, you know, just, just that understanding and that feeling that I have improved as an individual and that manifests itself in, you know, it can be whatever, in monetary terms or um, yeah, being recognized with it you know, through an award or whatever it is, just, just, mm. just some, some sort of something like that. That's a tangible side, but I think really secondly, so that'd be the first bit. And I think secondly, and probably the most important is be able to look myself in the mirror and be content with the decision that I made. So I think those two. Brilliant. Uh, any last words to add to that, Shaf, before we conclude? No, I think we sort of more or less sort of covered um, this topic. And, and I, I feel like I've learned quite a lot uh, from you guys. And I hope, inshallah, the audience um, maybe can pick up on a few things. And if not, hopefully they can send us an email and let us know what their thoughts are too. Absolutely, yeah. So if, uh, again, just to reiterate, this isn't about us telling people how to reflect. And uh, just to conclude, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.